welcome to your financial takeaway podcast with your hosts Cedric and Sophia, a space where we talk all things financial to help you think bigger, make bolder financial decisions, and to develop better financial management skills. Let's get started. There are many scams to watch out for, but this episode on your financial takeaway, we will focus on the common tax scam for this season. Each year, the IRS publishes its dirty dozen list of common scams that are that taxpayers may encounter at any time. Now, this is the peak for filing season as well as scamming season. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Cedric, you were on Fox News 13 a few weeks ago, and you talked specifically about the ghost tax preparer. Do you want mm-hmm. to expand on that for us today? Sure. What a ghost tax preparer is, is someone who is paid to prepare a tax return but do not sign it. Now, you may think, well, why is that important? That's important because by law, if you pay someone to prepare your tax return, they are required to sign it. So uh, signing the tax return is an indication to say, um, you know, I'm identifying myself that I was the one who prepared the tax return. Yeah. So what happens is sometimes like for a ghost tax preparer, what that means is if someone doesn't sign it, it's no indication of who prepared the tax return mm-hmm. other than the tax, um, the, the, the taxpayer. Yes. So what the IRS sees the information that's on that 1040, whatever tax documents that are submitted, because it could be a business tax return as well, mm-hmm. whatever tax return that they submitted, they don't have representation, you would say, right? Because they're telling the IRS, I'm the one that prepared it. So if the information is wrong, they are solely responsible. Even though generally they're responsible for what's on their tax return. Mm-hmm. But with that ghost preparer, they, it's like they were never there. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's like they're never there. Yeah. And then what happens is um, if, if they don't have any indication of, mm-hmm. of them signing the return, it's just, as you say, I was never there. I didn't prepare your tax yeah. return, and it is assumed if there's no signature there, mm-hmm. then it is self-prepared. Now, how how does it work? Well, the way how it works, just say for example, um, yeah. you know, you have a ghost prepared. They mm-hmm. can print the return, mm-hmm. or they get and they can send it to the client. Just mm-hmm. say you, you're the client, and mm-hmm. I send the return to you, and I have you to mail it and sign off on it. Yeah. And I don't sign it. Or Correct. if I electronically uh, file it, mm-hmm. I won't sign it electronically. I will have you, again, to sign it electronically, and then I just send it off to the IRS. Got so it. So that way there's no trace. There's no identification that my name is not on there, my mm-hmm. business or... No record. No record. Now, even when it comes to the e-file, what, what we've seen happen, too, is that ghost preparer... What they will do, they will have the client create like an online account. So they won't even they won't even use their own tax software, mm-hmm. right? They are relying on a software that's online that's through someone else. Whereas like, let's take, for example, one of the popular ones. Like, let's just throw out a name out there. Um, we're not advertising for them, but a free tax software that mm-hmm. they'll go on there versus it could be an IRS software. It could be one of the most popular branded software. They'll use that software and they mm-hmm. will have the taxpayer create their own username and own user passcode and they will sit next to the taxpayer and they will um, enter the information. This is the ghost preparer and no information of them is recorded. 
Yeah, and that, and and that's scary. Yeah, and and, and that's just another me- uh, method of yeah. uh, you know I would say a method to the madness. And um, you also need to look at too if if someone is unwilling to sign a return that mm-hmm. they prepared, and and I'm not saying um, this in all cases, but yeah. there could be a potential for a scammer. And that that's an alert. Like something yeah. should go off in that, your that's head. That's red flag. If, saying if, ding. Just say if I prepared the return. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to sign off on it to say and indicate. That everything on this tax return is it's correct, correct, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, then that's a red flag to me. Yeah, that's because you you'll be wondering. This is me personally. I will be wondering. Well, why can't you put your name on it? Why mm-hmm. won't you? Now it could be situation other situation where maybe the person really is not um, re- registered, so they don't want to put their information. But generally speaking, these ghost preparers are just out there to give you the highest refund. Right. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do, they want to be able to make some money. It's a tax season. So they're taking advantage of people that just want to see a higher refund. They want to receive a higher refund. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that they'll done. The people they target that want that higher refund. And that's their sole purpose. Yeah, that's true. And, all, and also they target the ones who owe taxes as well, because if they promise to them, I could uh, I could do better than your last tax repair or your last accountant and I can actually get your refund. Yes. You know, that's another indication as well. Yeah. Say so so what you're saying is like if that person's usually if they usually owe the IRS, this person is promising them, well I can gift you some money. Right? mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go to you because you are guaranteeing me that you will give me money. And it, yeah. that's another red flag. Well, how can you do it and someone else can't do it, but then you're not willing to sign off on it? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and you know, Sophia, it, it's really crazy that uh, you have a lot of those scammers out there and yeah. scamming the taxpayers in that manner. And also, I'll, I want to identify some other traits that you also need to look out for okay. when it comes to the ghost prepared. Mm-hmm. They require payment in cash only. Okay? Generally, and that's what they generally, would yeah, yeah, they require payment in cash and they don't provide a receipt. Remember, they're ghost preparers. So the it's auto like, trail, they're not going to provide any receipts. They're not going to sign a return. Anything that they do, they want to they do not want to have any trace, anything traced back to generally. Them. That's generally. how that's one of the top reasons. Yeah, yeah, right? It's the not the only because you have yeah. some people that are scammers, but they're not as as good either. Yeah, <laughs> 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 because what can happen to, though, if we think about certain situation Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't want, um, sometimes let, let's say that taxpayer may not have that money right then and there. So if that person mm-hmm. don't have the cash to give that preparer, what they have an alternative, right? What's something else that they'll do, the ghost tax preparer, to make sure that they get their money? Um, They, they could do it other ways as far as. You have um, other apps where I can send you money. I don't want to, you know, name anyone in particular. You can, but or you can pay with the gift card. Pay with the gift card. Yeah, you it's, it's so many different. Money diff- order. Um, you know, you can, and then they tell you to write out the cash or write a check. Exactly. Or you know, and and then what happens too? You know, when it comes to the refund, they yeah. can direct the refunds into their own account. Own account, a portion of, of the it. Account. Yeah, so that's also another red flag. So it's not just if they want cash. Sometimes if you don't have that cash to give them, because if they're promising you a large refund mm-hmm. and their their refund or their fee is pretty much based on um, a percentage of your refund, because that's another red flag, right? If the refund is their payment is a percentage of yeah. the refund, mm-hmm. then you may not have that big or that large amount of money to pay them right then and there. They may direct portion of your refund to their direct to their bank account 
Yeah, and, and again, that's another red flag where they say, well, if you don't have the cash right now, that's okay. What I do, I just charge you 10% of whatever your refund is. <laughs> and yeah. so, again, they want to maximize um, the money that's going to go in their pocket. Yes. So they're going to give you the biggest refund possible, yes. and I'll take 10% of that. Exactly. And, and again, you know, by law, that's, you cannot, you, you, you cannot, that. yeah, you cannot do that. You cannot a, charge based on a percentage of someone receiving a refund. Oh, man. If um, you could, you can imagine the amount of money people will be. <laughs> Instead know, of the, right? <laughs> based on the forms that you fill out, it's based on a refund. Really and truly, I think that's a really, really good um, indicator right there that people can use to make sure that they're not being scammed or being victims yeah. of, of this ghost preparer. Yeah, okay. and, and and then also another trait that the ghost preparer um, do as well. Mm -hmm. Again, think about audit trail. They don't want anything going back to them. In mm -hmm. some cases, they don't they don't supply the taxpayer a copy of their return. They just send it off because if you think about it, if I invented a fake income or fake deductions or created a business in your return, I don't want you to see that. That's good. So point. in some cases, I just send it off and. You, you say, hey, no where's idea. the cop of my return? And it's done. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you think about it, some people get so excited about the amount of refund they're getting. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking, let, hold up, let me get a copy of my, my tax return to make sure what's on it is accurate. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that could be a problem. That will cost you a problem later on. So this, this can... Let's just talk about then why is this important to make sure that what they have on there is is correct? Because some people may say, well, if the person can, you know, promise me a big refund, then what's the big deal? I want a big refund or Uncle Sam owes me yeah. <laughs> that some people have that mentality. So let's talk about why is it important to know what's in your tax return and be aware of these goals tax preparer. And I give you one important reason why. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the, the most important reasons is that um, the taxpayers, you are, re I'm solely responsible for my tax return. It yes. doesn't matter who, who prepared my return. Correct. I'm solely responsible. So mm -hmm. if I'm paying someone to prepare my return yeah. and they put in all sorts of uh, fake deductions and income in my return, mm -hmm. And then the IRS see it. No one signed it. They're going to assume that it's self-prepared. Yes. So now they're going to come back and think that I You're the only did one. it. Yep. And now I could um, actually receive penalties and yep. possible jail time because yep. when it comes to tax fraud, um, you know, that that's a that's considered a white collar crime. And so you could definitely get penalties and jail time for that. And, and that's huge. And Actually, if it's fraud, the IRS can come after you at any point mm -hmm. in your life. Yep. There's no time it's limit. It's no time limit because it's it's considered fraud. It's no statute of limitation because it's fraud. So and and that's something also very important for us to think about. So yes, it will affect you. You think you're thinking now for anyone out there that thinking, well, if I get a gold tax preparer that can that can give me a lot of money, why not take it? No, you're actually, you can pay for that big time. Yeah. So you want to make sure your information is accurate and it's true. Because if it's not, you are... You you're responsible. Don't, <laughs> don't think about instant gratification. Think about the long-term effect that this will have on you and impacts your family. That's mm -hmm. that that's key. And at that point, do you really want to waste the time and the money to redo, like to amend a tax return and to, to do it over? Mm -hmm. That's going to cost you a lot more money 
in the long run. Yeah. And let's give tax. Let's give our our listeners here and another um, example of this. Let's say, for instance, you're going, you're you're looking to purchase a home or mm-hmm. something, and you have something on your tax return that is not true and it's not accurate. If you present your tax documents to them, and they're questioning anything or want backup for anything. For, for for you to get approved for this loan, mm-hmm. for this home, and you realize you don't have the right backup or anything, or let's say you you put um, that you have this amount of income and the low amount of income, let's just say low, oh, yeah. low income, <laughs> and you're ready to go buy a house. And now they're saying, well, you don't qualify because according to your tax document, this is all you've, you've worked. You will be so disappointed because now mm-hmm. you have to go back and redo this thing and you know, you're in a problem with the IRS and you delay on getting or achieving that American dream because now you're delaying the process of you even getting a house. Yeah, and honestly, Sophia, that would be a bad situation to yeah. be in yeah. where you never review your return. Yes. And now it comes to the table where if, if I'm going to get approved for this loan and yes. I have to buy this house and you find out, oh, this person created four or five businesses. <laughs> I, I don't have a business. Or they're going to say, well, you it's have, on your return. Yeah. So now you have to go, as you say, backtrack. I have backtrack to go ahead, and everything. Amend and return. They have to call the IRS and say, hey, it wasn't me. And, <laughs> you know, it, because it, it when, when they find out there's tax fraud, they're, they're, they're definitely yeah. going to be aggressive and yes. receiving, uh, getting those penalties. And then your penalty go time. back from that year that you were supposed to file on time each month. is monthly penalty, quarterly. It's all kind of penalty. So at that point, it's a just it's just a spiral down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. It go, it's a huge mess. And in some cases, it could be thousands of dollars Thou- per yes. incident. Exactly. Exactly. So. so we just want to make sure that you are aware. You protect yourself. Don't become a victim. And mm-hmm. look out for, um, you just have to choose choose wisely. It comes down yeah. to you choosing your tax professional wisely, not solely based on how much refund that they promise you, but find someone that's ethical and someone that's going to give you a good peace of mind. Peace of mind, I'm telling you that's big yeah <laughs> it's big that's huge um so let's jump into any type of anything else you want to mention about the ghost tax repair before we jump into other types of- um honestly just just look out for them it's just oh. based on what we said just look out for uh, what it, what is it that they're promising yes um, if they want to get paid in cash only um and just make sure that you have a chance to review your return before it is submitted. One thing I do want to mention, um, when we spoke about a PTIN earlier, we said that if you um, are um, a licensed professional Mm -hmm. that prepares tax return, that you should have what's called a preparer's tax identification number. Mm -hmm. If someone is not willing to sign that, that's a sign. But let's make sure also that it's valid. So if you want to check out anyone, it's the IRS website, go irs.gov, and you can check to see if someone has a valid preparer's number. And if they do, then that's a good sign to you. That That's the first step. Not saying that's the only thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, do your due diligence. That's what we want our listeners to do. Have that peace of mind. We want that peace of mind, which you need to make sure that you do your due diligence and find a reputable tax return preparer. Okay, yeah. you go on the t- IRS Gov website and you can find tax return preparers in your area that are um, good professionals. Um, not all tax preparers are bad, but you just in everything in every profession you have good and you have bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and make sure they are knowledgeable at least to to a sense where you feel comfortable. Oh, yes. Now you can have honest tax preparers, but if they don't, 
know anything about taxes, yeah. I wouldn't be too keen about <laughs> handing them my information. <laughs> so at, at least test their knowledge, knowledge a little bit. Just yes. ask about their experience. How long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a f- um, year-round mm-hmm. tax professional? Or yep. is it only doing January through April? Then they pop-up you know? shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes. And again, there's nothing wrong with that because you do have a lot of honest people who yeah. know the law. But you just, as Sophia stated, performing your due diligence mm-hmm. and making sure that you feel comfortable because regardless of who prepare your return, you, you are, are solely responsible. responsible. Exactly. Now let's jump into some other types of scams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you have so many people that um, act like they are the IRS. They perpetrate them, right? Yeah. Um, and they are getting craftier and craftier. With technology advancing, you also have the scammers. They are getting um, more crafty in what they do in their art. <laughs> yeah, especially with the phone calls. Yes. Um, you know, recently they, they got even craftier to, to what they call a spoof of mm-hmm. the phone number. Mm-hmm. So when you see the phone number come in... Mm-hmm. And then you go research because that's that's one of the things I do. I Google first if I see an unknown number. I try to screen them. Yeah. And so uh, this happened in a few cases where, um, you know, there was imposter. They imposed the the IRS. Mm -hmm. And what happened is that the number that they used or they came up on a person's call ID. Looks like it's from. Routed right to, um, you know, one of the offices in Houston, the IRS office in Houston. So when I searched the number, it says Internal Revenue Service. Houston Crazy. Taxes. So you now you would think, okay, well, this is this, legitimate uh, yeah. because I Googled the number and, and it, it came up with the address and the information. And so when you answer the call, now you go get into the uh, the imposters. Oh, uh, wow. So just sometimes it's good just to, again, go to the irs.gov website yes. and call the number from the website, so, irs.gov. So one thing to take away from this is that understanding the understanding that the IRS will never call you? Correct. If you, it doesn't matter if you googled it and it came up with the mm-hmm. IRS number. Know in the back of your head that the IRS will never, never call, call you. you. Yeah, so that's a key key takeaway. They won't call you, so it's not them. Just laugh when you see that <laughs> and hang up don't answer the phone hang up the phone you can if you want to play around sometimes i mean i've done that before you send yeah. them play around with them on the phone really are you really irs okay come get me send me to jail <laughs> and you yeah, know I, I, yep, just, I, we keep going but it, it's it's just know that on the back of your head that they will never call you now let's talk about mail yeah, that's another that's, type of that's of, huge because the yeah. IRS their their prime um, you know correspondence is through it's mail. mail. And so again, the scammers they have caught on to that. Yes, they they know what the letters look like. They mm-hmm. know the information. Mm-hmm. They can make up a, a, a yes. fake f- fictitious numbers. Yes. on there. And so again, you, you have to be careful. Exactly. Um, if you know that you owe the yes. IRS, it's something. Yeah. Um, you know, they have the online portal where you can log in. Yes. Again, go to irs.gov. You can check that out. You can enter mm-hmm. your information in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, if you if you owe a certain amount um, and things of that nature, or if you're going to receive a refund, just make sure you go to the IRS website. I think that's the number one, that's the number one thing. tip that I could give. Because if you receive a mail, and it looks authentic, sometimes it, it fools the best of us yeah. uh, at times because we don't know. Yeah. And so it's always good to use their website as a reference point to if I'm going to call the IRS, I am going to call the IRS. Exactly. Or if I see a, a letter from the mail that I owe, 
the IRS. Um, then I, what then, I would recommend, Cedric, in that case too, if because sometimes you can get on on the website and it it looks so real too. You're thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a this is a legitimate letter from the IRS, which sometimes it can be, but you never know. Yeah, I still will call. I will still call and talk to a representative and ask questions. What do you see in your system? Did you send me out this particular notice? And confirm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take but a few minutes to do that, especially in non-peak season. It doesn't take but a few minutes to call, to confirm, and you've saved yourself so much time and money and headache. Yeah, I agree. It's easier to do your your due diligence Mm -hmm. than trying to backtrack or fix something. It's always messier in that way. So that's another rule of thumb. Call and inquire if you get a mail. If they call you, just hang up the just phone. Know, it's yeah, not it's them. Not now let's talk about email. Yeah, email. That's another huge um, factor in which scammers, they are now um, scamming the taxpayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when it comes to um, this popular email during tax season. Yes. Where's my refund? <laughs> so if, wow. if you receive an email stating it's from the IRS mm-hmm. saying that uh, where's my refund? Here's this link. You can input your social security number, address, and other information, and you can find out where's your refund. Guess what? Nine times out of 10, well, maybe 100% out of time. <laughs> that is not from the IRS. The IRS is not going to randomly email you and say, Yeah, 100% hey, time. You will never click this that. link to find out where's my refund. Yeah. They advertise that, but they tell you to go on their website. Website. Again, I know this may be repetitive, but what we're telling you over and over is to go to the irs.gov website uh, if you want to check the refund status. Yeah. If you want to go through call it yourself. Them, yes. Go through it yourself. Yes. Don't if if you rely on them sending you, they're not going to send you. And think about it too. If if we sometimes we stop and think about some things like mm-hmm. out of millions of people, do you think they're going to send you a link to say track your refund? No. Yeah, it, they have too much going on, too many systems, too many things coming through. They don't have the resources. They don't have the bandwidth to do that. So that's something for we all we should think about too. No, you want to go on go on the irs.gov website mm-hmm. yourself and go under find my refund. Where's my refund button? Click there and then you put in appropriate information because if you go through it through that email, now you're giving these people your sensitive information. Yep. You're giving them your social security and whatever information they're asking for. And let's talk about the fact that if you since you click on the link, then you may have um, introduced a, a bug and some type of mm-hmm. some type of um, bug or something on your on, on your computer, right? And yeah. then you you're exposing your other files and other documents on your computer. So yep. that's huge to think about. So just stop and think, and remember they will not email you either. Yep. Now. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Do we, we know it's a lot of information? Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I have some um, some some surprising tips. Yeah. Um, actually, resources. Mm-hmm. And since we're still on on the topic of, of scams, yeah. I recently read a report from the Federal Trade Commission, mm-hmm. and um, it was about scams in 2018. Mm-hmm. And and to me, these are some surprising facts. Mm-hmm. Did you know? In, in 2018, there was um, a total loss of $1.5 billion due to fraud. Wow. That's crazy. That's huge. That's, that's huge. B- not billion. Start with, with the, the B. B. <laughs> <laughs> with the B. So loss one, in fraud. $1.5 billion loss in fraud. So that's, t- that, that's a 
huge indication that tax season is 24-7. Mm-hmm. It's year-round. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not going to stop. Uh, but it, it, it's definitely at its all-time peak during tax season. Yeah, and, and that same report, too, um, you, they had some of the top states they have that are, have the highest, that highest report yeah. of fraud. Florida, Georgia, yep. Nevada, Nevada, Delaware, and then Maryland. Mm-hmm. Those are the top, the top highest reported fraud states. So, yeah, if you're so, in one of those states too, take even extra precaution because they're targeting you. Yeah, especially if you live in those states or if you're gonna visit those states. Yeah, just know, be careful with your um, information. You're at high risk when yes. it comes to, when it comes to um, um, your information being taken away. Now let's talk about who they target because sometimes people think that, and it's natural to think that. They're not going to target me. Oh, I'm smart. They're not going to. I'm yeah. young. I I'm know. Young. I'm 25, 22. I, it's not going to. Ha- I don't have much. They're not going to scam me. You, everyone is out. <laughs> they don't care about how young, how old you are. They are just looking for vulnerable people that they can get their information on. And trust me, you could be young and you don't have anything, but your credit can be messed up too. They can apply for things for you on your yeah, credit. They can open new accounts. Oh, they can get a house. They can yep. get a new car. It's so many things yeah. that, that they can do. So regardless if you're young or old, you are vulnerable yeah. as well. And so if I have a question for you, yeah. just take a wild guess. Do you think, you know, based, based on the report, do you think scammers target the older generation or the or the younger generation more which one do you think they target more i would say older people the probably people would think that because they're older then you know they're slower and technology is advancing so much so uh, that's what i would think older people am i did i get that trivia question right <laughs> um well surprisingly it's the opposite and honestly really? I thought the same way too. I thought the older generation, those are the hardest hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Americans, the elderly fraud, no? No, actually, um, young adults from ages 20 to 29, mm-hmm. uh, they, they made up 43% of the uh, reported fraud. So, wow. so that's, that's nearly the, half yeah, say, of the people who reported fraud was in the age group between 20, 20 and 29. And 29. You know why? Why? They have... Most time they they may have good credit or they mm-hmm. have no credit no at all. No credit. That means opportunity. That's mm-hmm. a good opportunity to open up a new account. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to credit card. Yes. Um, credit card fraud. I could open up a five hundred dollar credit ah. card here with a new account because they know uh, yeah, you don't have any credit history. Stage. Yeah, you're in the building stage, so I, I could open up five or six maybe five hundred dollar credit cards. Use it up. Okay, on to the See, next person. I was thinking different because I'm thinking the older person. They have been they're they're more established. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably even if they messed up their their account, that was, that was usually in the younger days when you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out yourself, trying to figure out this whole process of life, <laughs> how things work, and then now they're more seasoned, so their credit is good. And so, no, that's that's shocking to know yeah, that. Yeah, that is. Okay. Very shocking. So now in that generation, do you know the percentage of fraud that happens generally in, in there? In that? From ages 70 to 79? The older, yeah. Yeah, uh, roughly about 15% of the oh, wow. reported fraud. Oh, yeah. yeah, it, it is significantly lower. Um, but but still, they everyone is targeted. You know, um, no one is, is immune to the scams or the identity theft or the tax fraud, you know. So we know there are a lot of frauds out there, Cedric. All we're telling our listeners is 
Guard your information. Mm -hmm. Do your due diligence. Make sure that you have a reputable professional Mm -hmm. in whatever you do. Specifically for us, tax taxes. Um, This time of year, it is so important to make sure that you're choosing a professional that will protect your information. And even if you find a professional that is licensed, make sure that you pay attention to the way they're handling your information because you never know where your information can land, whose hands it's going in, and mm-hmm. how vulnerable you are. Yeah, that, that that's another great idea, Sophia. Even if they're honest tax preparers, yeah. if they know all the tax codes, and if you really like that person, um, if you haven't had a chance to even go to the office uh, yeah. sometime, just, just to see how organized are they. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good indication because sometimes it's not like, um, in that case, it may not, hey, I'm, I'm intentionally providing yeah. uh, fraud on your tax return, but I may have your documents laying around. And anyone yeah, an can walk in. Or anyone, another client, another they can client. see that. They can write down your information. Yes. I mean, the only thing they need is your social security number. Yeah. And I have pretty much all the information um, there that I need to file a return. Wow. Well, what are the top three scams in 2018? Ooh, okay. So the first one is the imposter scam. Mm-hmm. People posing as, Others. for example, like the IRS, the IRS. or mm-hmm. posing as, as um, other debt collectors and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So that's what they call the imposter scam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the second one is the debt collection scams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Americans, they are um, $1.5 trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. So that's another golden opportunity for, scam- wow. to, for scammers to randomly call. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, someone are in debt you know the the, the average the national average um Someone household is debt, debt is at least eight thousand dollars that's the national average so if i'm randomly calling people you're going to be in debt so i'm going to pose as a debt collector and yeah. say that um you know you owe this x amount of money you need to pay me now okay and then the last one is the identity theft mm-hmm. so in it, it you know if, if information is laying around or if you use your card out Everyone is vulnerable to identity theft. Yeah, and we can tie that into our taxes because if you're, that's your identification information on your tax return as well. So guard your information and be careful of the goals tax preparer. So, Cedric, thanks um, so much for co-hosting this with me. I know our listeners have valuable information now they can take away. Make sure, guys, you are um, on alert for the goals tax preparers. You are keeping your information safe. And let's make sure that you have a great tax season. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Financial Takeaway with Cedric and Sophia. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button for notification of future show postings. Have a financial question or want to be featured on our show? Email us at info at cswestcpas.com. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Simply search for CS West CPAS.